Hello, and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you what we think. My name is Kalena. I am one of the hosts. My name is Sean. I'm the co-host. Okay, Sean. So what show are we going to get into this week? Uh, We're watching Breaking Bad. I want to say thank you for letting me pick uh, what show we're doing for the very first episode uh, so that I could go with something crazy and cliche and popular that I love. Well, it's really funny to me that it's like, oh, crazy and cliche and super popular, but I've only seen the first episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah, and that's because I made you. (laughs) Yeah, that that was like a year ago anyway. Yeah, so what do you remember... Uh, not much, honestly. I remember them, um, in the trailer, and he's, like, mm-hmm. in his underwear or whatever. Yeah, it's hard to forget <laughs> Cranston and Tidy White. Yeah, I, it is kind of especially hard, because I remember, like, Malcolm in the Middle, and he was like, oh, everyone's fun dad. And yeah. this is, like, everyone's fun meth dad. I remember in an interview, Brian Cranston, uh, talking about how he was immediately hooked by the script being like a man in tiny whiteies driving wildly (laughs) bodies swaying about in the back well i think that's why it's so crazy that i never watched past the first episode because it's such a good hook yeah um yeah but that's literally like i remember him and the other guy in the trailer like in their underwear and then they're like in the middle of the desert and that's like the shot the like hook shot i guess where they're like mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, is it... And do you know the premise of the show? Yeah. I know um, a bunch about the later plot stuff from like what I saw on Tumblr. So um, I know that he has cancer and I think he's trying to make money to, cause he's like a teacher and teachers don't make anything. So he has to yeah. make money to treat his cancer and he makes meth because he's really good at it. well yeah the thing about walter white is that he's this extremely brilliant chemist who's in this job that's like way below his talent level and he's unsatisfied and that's one of the hooks in his personality that leads to everything exploding out of proportion yeah and i know a lot of people don't like his wife but from the first episode, she seemed kind of reasonable. She was just like, hey, don't sell drugs to my husband, which sounds like, okay, that makes sense. I think that was actually an episode two. Oh, did I, I mean, see two episodes? <laughs> I think you might have seen some of episode two and you just have forgotten. Oh, well, if that's the case, <laughs> then yeah. I don't think it's going to ruin the experience of watching the episodes over again because I really don't remember anything. Yeah. So, um, do you remember a particular phrase that, um, do you know, um, Walter White's like catchphrase that's become famous now? Uh, um, I know the other guy, the, he says bitch a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite a catchphrase. It's practically a verbal tick with him. Yeah. But like, that's the only thing I can think of. Does he say like, weird... oh, it's it's meth time, heroes? <laughs> it's meth time, <laughs> heroes, the tagline of Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and do you know Walter White's alter ego name? Uh, um, 
Hubert Black. Oh, what? <laughs> no. Fuck, that's pretty good. The answer is no. Okay, so uh, we're probably not going to get far enough into the show for this, but um, this isn't really an important spoiler. But later on in the show, he goes by the name Heisenberg. Oh, I do know that. I see that on t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, like, probably his most iconic line in the whole show is when he says, Say my name. Oh, okay. And And the guy responds, Heisenberg, and... You know, Brian Cranston's like, you're goddamn right. <laughs> that sounds fun. It is fun. Uh, this show is ridiculous and funny in a lot of ways. Um, I especially like Jesse Pinkman, um, even though he uses the B word a ton. Yeah. He, he is also secretly a sensitive soul. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't know a lot about it except for like, oh, critical things that people on Tumblr used to have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's supposed to be, like, super cool in the later seasons and, like, not a gross meth dude. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is that he was supposed to be killed off in season one, but Aaron Paul was such a, like, good actor with, like, so much, like, charm and charisma that they kept him throughout the whole show and tortured him relentlessly. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, I think a good, um, like, a good summary of the whole show is the titles of episodes two and three which are Cats in the Bag and The Bags in the River. Oh no, that's sad. <laughs> it's a metaphorical cat, so don't get that sad. Okay. Um, the cat in this um, metaphor is the American dream. <laughs> of course it is. That was just me talking on my ass, but it might be true. Um, that sounds legit. Uh, so I'm going to propel us into the next part of the episode, which I'm just going to explain. Uh, so what we're going to do now is we're going to watch the first three episodes of Breaking Bad, and then we're going to come back and talk about it and talk about like if we would watch more of it. Obviously, one of us already has seen the whole thing. <laughs> and just our yeah. our first reactions, or I guess our second reactions on the first three episodes, and how well um, they hook us. So we'll be back to do that. couple of days yeah well it happens (laughs) what do you think of walter oh um i have a lot of notes about walter ah um i think he's a very interesting character um because you can uh, i mean i remember you told me that he has like his alter ego or whatever but even in the first few episodes, you can see kind of the divide between Walter and his public life and, and who he's going to become. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's all, you know, shy and not really um, particularly popular necessarily. And yeah. he gets, he goes through a lot of bullshit. Um, but yeah, once he like... Point. Yeah, when he says, once he, like, says fuck it, basically, 
he becomes just like way way different yeah it's it's got a lot of a lot of stuff to do with the the bullshit mess of a maze that is masculinity (laughs) yeah um yeah i remember we were talking about that how um is his brother named hank his hank yep yeah um hank is kind of like the the quintessential like macho man uh and he berates walter for being like feminine he makes a lot of corny dad jokes yeah but he like walter doesn't want to hold the gun and he's like i don't remember what he says but he calls him wimpy basically yeah yeah and there's a lot of stuff like that where where walter is (laughs) you know is basically called like not a man because he doesn't stick up for himself Mm -hmm. or whatever and it's yeah um a, a, a lot of elements of the show uh, were designed to emasculate Walter in the early episodes. Uh, his behavior and like um, Brian Cranston uh, is the person who like was like, well, let's put him in tidy whities because he wanted it. He said he wanted to have him look like as pathetic as possible. Yeah, I. <laughs> um, I mean, from what I. No, and from what you've told me about the later parts of the show, it's it's a really good um, distinction between um, Walt in the early episodes and Walt in the later episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, because he he kind of just like says fuck it and starts doing what he wants. Yeah, but he still like he still divides it like he keeps his like criminal life and his personal life as separate as he can yeah yeah i like what you said when you after episode three where you were just like at this point the story could be over yeah um i find it really interesting how the first three episodes are kind of um i guess they seem to me kind of like a prologue like its own chapter like if the whole show was a story, the first three episodes would be a chapter. Yeah, I guess. Um, I would say that that's because it's like that's their like first venture into the world of meth, and it fails completely. Yeah, and it's well, it's really interesting because obviously the show goes on and he continues um, his escapades, but. It seems like he wouldn't at the end of the third episode, which is also another pull to watch the rest of the show. Because it's like, okay, well, how does he get back into it after this, like, really terrible experience? And he made no money. Yeah. He just had a bad Um, time. (laughs) You sound like uh, you're ready to watch more of it already. (laughs) Um, So you definitely give this one a thumbs up? Well, I was going to wait till the end to give it a thumbs up, but sure. (laughs) i'll just say that um episode four is my favorite episode of season one it's really good (laughs) well fine then (laughs) i know that's not helpful um i want to another thing that i thought was really effective in the storytelling and making people interested um was the juxtaposition of funny scenes and really really terrible scenes yeah. Not terrible as in like poor quality, but terrible as in this is fucked up. Like awful things happening. Yes. 
Like when Jesse's like, oh, why do I have to get a plastic bin? And Walt's like, because it won't eat through plastic, obviously. And then they're arguing and the ceiling creaks and the bunny crashes through the ceiling. And it's like, that is simultaneously funny and super, super fucked up. Especially because like right after that, like Walt like looks Jesse in the eyes and gives him like a shitty I told you so speech. Oh yeah, super teachery. Yeah, right after a fucking corpse has fallen through the ceiling. <laughs> I, um, it's funny because you don't, you don't think Brian Cranston is, is the same, as, is very dadly in this. Or very, you know, Malcolm in the Middle dadly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I still disagree. I think when he's in, um. Sometimes he engages dad mode. <laughs> yeah, well, when he's like. Uh, with his family and he's teaching especially when he's teaching he's like I want to you know reach the youngins or whatever but he doesn't know how to be cool um, he's just a, a very nerd dad <laughs> yeah. comes a fuddy diddy old man yeah it, it reminds me of <laughs> this the episode of Malcolm in the Middle when he gets like roller skates <laughs> I don't know if you know what I'm talking about but it's like I'm afraid I don't. He just, like, roller skits around the whole episode and, like, funky music plays. And it's super, super nerdy. (laughs) Sounds fun. And that's how I imagine, like, early, early Walter. He is a bit of a goofball, but, um... I mean, he does try to kill those two guys with gas. Yeah, well, his life was in danger. Mm. He, like, currently Walter is unable to kill someone unless he feels like they'll kill him mm-hmm. does that change oh uh, yeah <laughs> i there is one thing though there's one thing that i know about the later seasons i don't know which season it's in um because i saw this clip not during an episode but i guess in another context and that's like he blows up a hospital or something and somebody like comes out and they're like all torn up Mm. yeah that's when the the walking dead makeup guys were loaned (laughs) that makes sense (laughs) yeah Uh, there's actually a a little fan theory that walking dead and breaking bad take place in the same universe yeah of course there is Mm -hmm. um because because of that like one weird moment where uh, a guy seems zombie-like for a second Mm -hmm. and uh because of some stuff like um later on in the show um walter makes blue meth and uh, you see blue meth in like daryl's drug bag early on in walking dead (laughs) yeah Um, i mean i don't really by the connections i think it's just because they're on the same network that people like to say stuff like that yeah you know it's the same with like oh every disney movie is connected yeah 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 it's just a funny little theory um that blue meth uh real meth people uh, who really make and sell meth started making their meth blue to capitalize on this show (laughs) that's kind of funny yeah, kind of funny and fucked up. But the yeah. but the meth on the show is just rock candy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't think it was real meth or anything. Yeah. 
but they would ru- they would run out of meth on the set because people couldn't stop eating it. <laughs> that would be me on the set, like Kalina, stop eating the meth. Yeah, like Aaron Paul, the guy who plays Jesse Pinkman in particular, was really fond of handing it out to people. <laughs> that sounds nice. Hmm. Um. So, what do you think of Jesse? I think Jesse is a really interesting character um, because he seems like um, like the the normal I don't give a fuck about you basically I'm just gonna do what I want mm. but he also seems I don't know a little like down to earth I guess even though he's like super fucked up drug druggy. Even though he's uh, a burnout addict, he still, like, shows um, vulnerability. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really funny, again, especially in the scenes when, like, when Walter is lecturing him and being very, like, teacherly at him, you really mm-hmm. see his um, more childlike side, I guess, where he's, like he's you know fucked up in all these ways but he's still uh kind of a kid because he still you know acts that way especially around walter yeah the two of them change a lot yeah i mean again you can uh, tell from these episodes that they're both in over their head yeah definitely um neither of them really knows what they're doing professionally um from from different angles because walter doesn't know what he's doing as far as the business goes, because he, he's never done anything illegal ever in his life, ever. You can, t- like, you don't even need to be told that. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jesse knows the business, but he doesn't, like, know anything about being uh, kind of an adult in the business. Like a businessman. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, he just, he knows some stuff about how the drug trade works on the street level. Yeah, it's, yeah, because whenever Brian, I want to keep wanting to call Walter Brian Cranston. Yeah. Um, Hard when, for you to separate those two? I I don't know. I just like Brian Cranston a lot. Is that a um, good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting because Walter goes to Jesse because Jesse knows the business or whatever, but Walter, like, schools him on a lot of stuff forgive the pun right like they're both smarter than each other in some ways jesse definitely shows that he's not just some idiot throughout the show yeah i think in the first three episodes that's still kind of to be seen mm-hmm. um i think more personality on jesse as far as the not just a total stoner idiot <laughs> goes yeah, he's a bit of a stereotype so far. Yeah. Um, uh, which, you know, kind of goes to show that they hadn't planned much for him yet. Yeah, you told me that they were going to get rid of him? Yeah, they were going to kill him off early on. <laughs> that seems to be the case with a lot of characters in, in TV and movies now. Uh, where they they don't plan much for a character, but then people like him a lot, so they kind of have to plan more. Do you mean like Daryl? Like Daryl and like Poe in Star Wars. Oh yeah, I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's interesting. It's 
it's interesting to see what they do with the characters because they don't have anything planned it's they kind of have to do it on the cuff what do you think about skylar oh good i was gonna talk about skylar next um from what i know a lot of people dislike skylar and maybe it's for reasons that i couldn't discern in the first three episodes but i think she's really reasonable (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i think that people become more sympathetic to her as walter goes more down the deep end yeah um the one where he tells her to climb out of his ass <laughs> yeah he says to climb out of my ass i was surprised I, by that scene i didn't think that he started getting that way until later yeah like i said um a lot of it, it kind of seems like it should be like scrubs fantasy style to me where like it happens and then they go back on it like no that just happened in his head but no it really happens but um, like it actually happens and they have to deal with it yeah that happens not like not just when he's talking back to his wife but also when he like freaks out on his boss at the car wash and quits his job and when he and randomly... when he like kicks the teenager in the leg yeah when he attacks the kid who is making fun of his son and I honestly like that a lot more than, oh, this didn't really happen. It was just like in their head. I think it's super interesting to see a character overreact and other characters deal with that in a re- in like a way that people would. Because mm-hmm. in a lot of TV, um, people overreact a lot, but people don't kind of give it the proper credit. Yeah. Um, but in this, it seems like people react to him the way that they should walter uh skyler was definitely freaked out by walter's actions but walter jr seemed to think he was pretty cool (laughs) well yeah walter jr doesn't seem to be phased by much um we don't get a lot of his character either he shows up for like two scenes well he's he's (laughs) he's just a pretty relatable nice teen yeah um you I assume we get more of him throughout the series. Oh, yeah. I fucking love his performance throughout the show. And, like, uh, that's one of the reasons why I love episode four. Okay. Um, that's good to know. Because, like I said, he's he's not in, in much of the first three episodes. Yeah. Uh, the so most... it would be interesting to see more of him. Yeah, the most memorable scene with him in just the first three episodes is the scene where Hank tries to scare him straight. Yeah, that one was pretty good. But that was more of a Hank scene, I think. Oh, that scene has uh, an unfortunate fun fact about it. Yeah. That lady, uh, Wendy, who played the sex worker, uh, while they were shooting the scene, a guy uh, asked her about her rates. Like a real dude? Yeah, like a real dude. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. but n- <laughs> No, she's a, she's a well-put-together person who... I mean, uh, you can't say like, she didn't play her role convincingly. She participates in, like, uh, fitness competitions. <laughs> That's Sorry. awesome. I don't remember the word for it. Uh, um, bodybuilding? I no, that can't be right. No, I don't think so. She it's wasn't very like strong. Um, anyway, about Skylar. Um, like I said, a lot of people think she's super bitchy, and I think she's really reasonable, especially, like, when she tells Walter off and when she... I totally lost my train of thought. Um, was it when she told Walter not to come home? Um, well, that and and pretty much everything else she does, where where she goes and finds Jesse, uh, that one was what I was thinking of. Like right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't 
personally do that just because I'm more of a shy person, but she's pretty, uh, she's a pretty confident person. And it's, it's, that's another one of those like funny and terrible scenes <sighs> because she's like telling him off and she's like, don't tell my husband marijuana. And he's freaking the fuck out because there's a dead body behind the car. Yeah, for that whole scene. And Skylar has no idea how she's, how close she skirted to like fucking just the horrible shit. Yeah, um, I like that scene a lot for that reason, but uh, she's just, uh, she's an interesting character. Mm-hmm. I like her. It's always fun to see um, Jesse bounce off of the like regular people in Walt's life in like the very few occasions when they meet. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Because Walter is always trying to keep him away from his family. I mean, reasonably. Yeah, so he doesn't often get a chance, but uh, when they do meet by coincidence or whatever, it's always fun and exciting. <laughs> but yeah, like they're like they're all pretty great, <laughs> even um, Goofy Hank and Marie. Yeah, I don't really like Marie so much, and she's I know she's not supposed- a popular character. Yeah, I. I know she's written to be kind of like a, kind of like a ditz and stuff like that. Um, and a weird shoplifter. Yeah, she's kind of written to be an unlikable weirdo, but I, I feel like they're not going to, you told me that they explore kind of her, her klepto subplot. Yeah, sort of. Um, but I, I don't feel like she's going to get much development at all, which kind of begs the question of, of why her character is included so much. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she does get a relatively large amount of screen time compared to how much character development she gets. Yeah. Um, so I guess if I had a complaint, that would be it. Um, um, but she's, she does, she is always reacting to like the information that comes out about, you know, Walt's strange behaviors and like the stuff that, um, um, uh, the stuff that Hank investigates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she works as a kind of a device to relay information between Hank and and Skylar and Walt. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I've already tipped my hat that she's not a very important character, so do you mind if I spoil something vaguely important, but not actually in the show? Okay, go for it. Uh, one of the scrapped ideas for what the end of the show would be is uh um her killing walt oh that sounds i'm glad it was scrapped honestly Mm -hmm. just just because like in that ending i think there wasn't anybody else available for that role (laughs) yeah i mean that sounds kind of more more of like a a shitty Shyamalan twist (laughs) like no thanks yeah i can understand that one thing that I also wanted to talk about was uh, kind of the the pacing of the three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, because from the opening shot, things seem to escalate really, really quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he like goes and he makes meth, and then he is trying to sell meth, and then he kills some dudes. <laughs> Which is like, oh god, so much is happening. But right. then they go back and deal with all of that stuff separately. Right. Like all of the fucked up, like 
oh god oh god oh god panic stuff happens in the first episode and then it like it drags out dealing with the consequences of that for all of episode two and three like slowly dragging it out yeah and that's um i think it's really interesting to pace it that way but i like it a lot Mm. because um like it's 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 keeps your attention to have you know those panic moments like oh god but you know shows that have those moments every single episode it's like okay i get it yeah um i forget who i forget who i'm taking this from but um someone once said that the way to make excellent tv is not to focus on the actions but the consequences for those actions mm-hmm. and i definitely can understand that with shows like this yeah um i guess my biggest thing that i that i've enjoyed so far is is precisely that is that people deal with consequences in this show Right. It's not like it's not the type of show where like everything goes back to normal at the end of the episode and mm-hmm. everything's fine. They, you know, the the dumb bullshit that happens is stuff that they actually have to like sit down and play out. Yeah, in some ways, the series as a whole is like you know um, a dominoes game where you know because of like the events in the very first episode, things butterfly effect of out of control. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any final thoughts on Breaking Bad? Do you want to uh, <laughs> discuss anything else, stuff later in the season that I haven't gotten to see yet? Um, not. I'm not totally sure. I wanted to ask you, uh, um, have you watched the show Weeds? No, but my roommate watched it, and I would catch an episode every now and then when she was watching it. Ah, uh, because I was going to ask you if you feel like these shows are similar. Um, You know, what you think about uh, comparing these two? From what I know about Weeds, it's kind of similar, but... Like, Breaking Bad, like I said, has kind of those ridiculous and serious moments, but Weeds kind of seems more on the side of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, more on the side of funny, I should say. Um, but like I said, I don't know so much about it, so I could be wrong. Definitely, it's like, the biggest difference between them is that Weeds is like, I don't know, because Breaking Bad is pretty funny. I think... Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a bit more silly. Yeah, exactly. Um, It seems like Breaking Bad um, puts more serious thought into the things that happen, and Weeds puts more silly, even though they both have elements of both. Right, and both can be fun and good stories. Um, The uh, showrunner, Vince Gilligan, I believe is his name, uh, he just commented once that like he had never even heard of the show Weeds because that show um, came started happening before Breaking Bad did, and he was like, "I bet that you know like if I'd heard about that show, I never would have even made Breaking Bad because their concepts are kind of similar." <laughs> well, I'm glad he never heard about it then. Yeah, me too. Um, one last thing. So. Uh, for the audience, uh, you're a pretty big fan of Game of Thrones, I think. Uh, yeah, I've seen every episode and read every book. Right. Um, 
you're critical of it, but you would still describe yourself as a big fan. Mm-hmm. Once uh, in the when the show got going, uh, GRR Martin, right? Yes. Um, after some heinous acts that Walter White committed in Breaking Bad, uh, Martin was like. Well, shit, he's worse than any character in Game of Thrones. And then he publicly announced that, like, next book I'm going to have characters that are even worse than Walter White. That's pretty fucked up. Um, I can totally see him doing that. Yeah, just like Um, wearing having characters who are horrible monsters as a badge of honor. No, but also, that's a total lie. I don't know know what Walter White does, but Game of Thrones has been going on for 20 years— Plus, and before Breaking Bad came out, he had some pretty shitty characters, so no. Really? I heard this a lot. You heard that Walter White was worse than anybody in Game of Thrones? Um, well, (laughs) I also heard that later the Game of Thrones characters are even worse. Yeah, I mean, they get worse uh, later on. Um, but who knows, maybe this is just an urban legend that I'm passing along without really thinking about it. I mean, I, I can believe that George R. R. Martin would say that. Um, mm. The TV show definitely took some of the worst characters to the extreme. But even in the books, they had some pretty terrible characters. Yeah. Um, talking about just like non-spoilery the rest of the show, I would say... It continues to get fucked up and dark. Um, Walter White continues to get more and more evil. And I think that it's great. It's a great show and that it's fun watching the like rise slash fall of Walter White and all the crazy shit that happens. It's great. Um, So that's the pros. And... The cons list for this show is that every significant bad guy is a Latino. Ooh, yeah, that plays pretty heavily into stereotypes. Mm. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the, the show still operates under the premise that, like, uh, Walter White is, like, the worst of them all. Yeah, I know, but... Actually, I think some of the really bad bad guys in the last season were white supremacists. That would be fun. But but still 90% of the bad guys for most of the show are Latino. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where, like, it, it kind of skirts a line there. Where it's like, you want to have more POC characters, but then if you make them villains, it's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breaking Bad spends a lot of time later when the cartels get involved being careful not to make them resemble a real cartel too much. <laughs> just so that nobody, uh, none of the, just so that no real cartel thinks that they're like insulting them or something. You know what? That's probably fair. Um, so with you, I want to get a, would you recommend the show based on just the first three episodes. Is there a difference between that and versus you recommending the show based on the whole, this, the series as a whole. So, um, for me from the first three episodes, I would probably recommend it. I'd be like, Hey, this is pretty cool. Let's check it out together. Well, I don't think that I can, 
I don't think that I can put myself in a state of mind where I don't think about the rest of the show. <laughs> no. I don't think I can look at these three episodes in a vacuum. Because it's impossible to do that because there are just so many, like, memorable moments in this show. It's hard to think of the bigger... It's hard to think of the smaller picture. <laughs> hard to not think of the bigger picture. Um, that's fair. Um, but I would say that, like looking at the show as a whole like i would give it like a super recommendation <laughs> like twice there many as many recommendations yeah uh that sounds uh accurate mm-hmm. to what i've heard you and everybody else say yeah it's not a difficult decision to make because this is such a like a sensational show but like i would say that this is one of those shows that lives up to the hype mm-hmm and, um, I don't know, maybe don't watch it if you're really not into white people doing crimes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I know people that that don't like gore that still watch The Walking Dead because they think the story is compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so people like that would probably uh, enjoy Breaking Bad. Uh, right. I, like I said, I, I really enjoyed the first three episodes. I, I would continue watching. I find it compelling um i find it that it keeps you interested there's a saying i like that goes reality is no excuse for fiction (laughs) and while breaking bad in aspiring to capture that like gritty realism does get a lot into like crazy toxic masculinity and misogyny um without going like i don't know without like without really properly condemning it Mm -hmm. that like it's still a great show and like it's painful to say this but like you just start ignoring that stuff after a while (laughs) just in the context of the show um and that's horrible to be fair i really can't think of any show that I like that doesn't have its problems, you know, whether it be with mm-hmm. people of color, you know, toxic masculinity or misogyny or any of those buzzwords that I've just said. Uh, but I think it it's actually pretty useful as a storytelling device, because like we were saying, he's kind of like uh, he's kind of like haunted, I guess, by trying to be this masculine stereotype and it turns him into like a crazy guy. Um, so I, I actually think it works kind of well, well as a storytelling device. Yeah. So, you know how, um, the Walter's friendship with crazy eight goes a bit further than you'd expect. And he's like cutting off the crusts of crazy eight sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. After this, Walter starts cutting off the crusts of his sandwiches too. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, he keeps doing this throughout the show, where after he kills a person, he will, like, absorb some of their personality quirks. (laughs) Which is, like, a really weird response to killing people, but he does it. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Hmm. I mean, that, I think that kind of goes into his character, though, where he kind of, like, it's kind of empathizing in a way. Right. Like, you could, but you could also say that, like, as he gets deeper, he's, like, doing this to sort of, like, toughen himself. Mm-hmm. Do it to, like, remind himself? No, to, like, he's, like, 
emulating these criminals so that he can make himself a tough criminal who can survive uh, in this situation. He's killing them and stealing their power. Ha! <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> and on that note, I think I'm done. So this has been TV Dinner. I hope you enjoyed our first episode. Next week, we'll be back talking about Scream Queens. See you then. Bye. Bye.